The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. What's up? You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Uh, excuse me, it's Get the Funk Out, right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right, Get the f*** Out! All right, enough already. I get it. Happy Monday, everyone. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. And I have a very special guest, Dr. Karen Sherman, who's going to uh, come on the line with us in just a little bit. I'm going to just fill you in on her background. She's a licensed psychologist in New York. She's been in private practice for over 35 years, and her focus is relationships and marriage and helping people achieve their greatest potential. We're also going to talk about her latest book, Mindfulness and the Art of of choice, transform your life. So it's my pleasure to welcome this week's show, Dr. Karen Sherman. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving early. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be with you. I actually had heard you on Mari Frank's show, and I thought, you know, this is Get the Funk Out, and I thought you'd be a great guest, lots of great insight. Being that Thanksgiving is just coming up in a few days, very stressful time, right, for some oh, people? Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks it's such a great holiday and, you know, lots of fun and joy, but holidays are also very stressful. They are. I mean, I've had my moments. You're in the room with all this family you might not have seen for a long time, and you feel like the oxygen is being sucked out of the room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Even with the ones that you see on a regular basis. I know. And you feel like, didn't I just see you? Oh, here we go again, the same old patterns. <laughs> what are some ideas you have for, you know, advice for people that have this tension, you know, whenever they get together with people? 
Well, I think the most important thing you can do is to set your expectations straight. Um, You know, unfortunately, so much of what we expect is set by the media. So we've got all these wonderful movies about it being a time where family gets together and we sit around the table (laughs) and everybody's just enjoying one another and, you know, having a wonderful time. Baloney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not a Hallmark moment, people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The only one who's really enjoying the Hallmark moments are the people who are making money at Hallmark. That's right. Um, So, you know, I think that the first thing you have to know is that, as you just said, it's baloney. And um, not to expect that that's what's going to happen. Most of us have quirky families, um, you know, to some degree. Um, Then we have our own personal realities. Um, You know, many of us are still feeling the plagues of the economy. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of us may not have gotten the bonuses that we were hoping to get. Um, Holidays are also a time where we're going to especially feel uh, the missing of people we've lost. Oh, yes. Um, If you've had a breakup recently with somebody, it's certainly going to feel like, you know, I'm alone at this point. If you're not with somebody, um, you're going to feel that. So it's just a lot, a lot of tension. Now, then when you come back with your family of origin, Mm -hmm. what tends to happen is that all of the uh, roles that you played when you were, you know, little people, um, including, you know, the way mom and dad acted, the way you were with your siblings, everybody starts to revert back to those old I know. Patterns Why again. is that? That's crazy. You could be like, you know, 45 years old and you feel like you're 12. 12? 12 is good. <laughs> you know, five. Okay, six. five. Yeah. Eat your vegetables, clean you know, your plate, yeah. but I'm 45. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember reading an article years ago by a psychologist who said, you know, I help all these people, I give good advice, and then I go home and I'm, I'm functioning like a five-year-old little girl. So that's very typical. And if you know that, it's really going to help because you're not thrown by it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's yeah. the first thing. Okay. Okay. The second thing is, um, and, and I know that this is sort of like, I'm putting the cart before the horse, but the dinner's only going to last a couple of hours. True. So if you realize, okay, I've only got to do this for a couple of hours, you know, it's not going to be such a bad thing. Right. Um, The other thing is then, this is something that I learned as a survival technique with my own children years, years, years ago uh, when they were little. We, I would dress them up. And I'd get them all ready with their cute little barrettes and their little dresses and everything. And we would be driving to Grandma's house for the holiday. And my mother-in-law, may she rest in peace, was a very fussy lady. And we'd walk in the house, (laughs) and she'd start to criticize the barrette I had chosen or the way I did their hair or something. So aside from it being insulting to me... Here are these poor little girls who are being, you know, given the message that the way they look is not okay. Every year this would happen? Every year? Oh, awful. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I didn't want to criticize her in front of them. I didn't want to start a family feud. So I had to think about how could I insulate them. So what I did was we would, on the drive over, we would play a game. And Mm -hmm. we would say, okay, how many different things 
can grandma find to comment about? <laughs> or oh God, you're awful. <laughs> or how long do you think it'll be before grandma says something? Mm-hmm. And we made a game of it. And we would just say, you know, grandma's very fussy. She yes. doesn't mean anything by it. Right. So that way I wasn't really, you know, making her, you know, I wasn't being disrespectful to her. But that way the kids, you know, didn't feel so badly about it. Okay. So I'm now going to suggest the same thing to listeners. Okay. If you know that Aunt Mary starts making these obnoxious questions about you still don't have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You're not married yet. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Been there. That's I right. mean, I'm married now, but I remember years ago. That's yeah. right. Okay. So, you know, how long is it going to be before Aunt Mary starts asking those questions? <laughs> okay. Um, the more that you can create that kind of distance, the less you take it personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. You can also reframe it in your head. Reframing means taking a situation and thinking about it differently. So the reframe for that is, well, it's nice that Aunt Mary actually cares about you, and she's, you know, concerned about you. Yes. It, because the truth of the matter is you can't change anybody else. That's right. The, the only thing you can change is your reaction. Well, you, sometimes people come across as very bitter, unhappy, so, and they criticize other people, and you can't internalize it because it makes you crazy. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have two suggestions for that. Number one, think of them as two feet tall, like little children. Okay. Okay? You know, if a child came out and said certain things to you, you would dismiss it and you say, oh, they're a kid. You know, they yes. don't matter. I mean, and children come out with the most preposterous thing. My grandson said to me recently, Nana, you're not old. How come you have those, that, that kind of skin that looks so old? Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was funny. It was my grandchild. Yes. And, of course, whatever he says is adorable. Yes. You know, adorable. or my husband is balding, and our granddaughter said to him, Pop, you know, Gapa, how come your hair only grows on the side and not on top? <laughs> you know? So it's cute. It is cute. But if adults say that to us, we're insulted. Yes, that's So right. imagine them instead as two feet tall. Oh, you're funny. Okay? Yes, little elves. <laughs> okay. The second suggestion I have having come from very dysfunctional parents. As a psychologist, Mm -hmm. what I realized is that when my clients say things to me that are disturbing, I don't get bothered. They're my clients. I don't take it personally. So I would pretend that my parents were my clients. I see. Okay? Yes. And I didn't take it personally. I like that. everybody can do that. If you're a nurse, think of the people as your patients. If you are a lawyer, think of them as your clients. If you're a salesperson, think of them as a potential person where you're trying to close the deal. All of these are ways to, again, distance yourself. That's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. Because we, I know I've done this where, you know, you take all these comments. I remember my grandmother, I was six months pregnant. And we had traveled to Alaska for a family event. She says, I have never seen your hair look so awful. <laughs> and I was horrified. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. know what to say. Uh-huh. Okay, then we, go into, then we go into the next group of suggestions, which is your deep breathing. Mm-hmm. 
to, to calm yourself down. You're at the table doing these deep breathing techniques. <laughs> yes, yeah, in which as a pregnant woman you had to know anyway. Right. The other thing is if you do have a mate or, you know, somebody that um, you're close to in the family, create a signal between the two of you so that if you really need to sort of debrief or mm-hmm. to vent for a moment, you give each other the signal and you sort of step out of the situation for a few moments and, you know, do whatever you need to to sort of, uh, you know, de-stress for a yes, moment. Yes, that's a great idea. A little code. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, really a good idea because, you know, there's just so much tension over the holidays. And, yep. and it's, uh, some people, you know, they dread going to be with their family. Yeah, yeah. If children are there... And a lot of times in our families, there are children there. Playing with the children mm-hmm. is a wonderful distraction. And the parents will love you because then right. they get to eat their meal yes. and you're taking care of the children and then you're involved with the children and you don't have to be part of the family dynamics. And the drama. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Or go into the kitchen and help, mm-hmm. you know, clean up, help clean up the dishes or whatever. Again, remove yourself from the situation. That makes a lot of sense. Now, you focus on different tools to connect better in relationships. Do you want to share some of those tools with us? To me, here's the biggest tool. Again, remembering that you don't have the right to change anybody else, but now I'm going to teach a little trick. I believe at any given moment, each one of us has the power to initiate the way we act to somebody else. And based on the way we act to somebody else, somebody's going to respond in kind. I trademark the term action-reaction. So if I say something to you that is not so nice, then mm-hmm. you're going to you know, respond badly to me, and then I'm going to respond badly back, and so on and so forth. But if I act in a caring way to you, then the reverse is going to happen. It's going to be positive. So I'll give you a concrete example. Um, One of the things that my husband and I like to do when we're stressed or when we've just felt overwhelmed is we go for a drive. Mm -hmm. And there was this one particular time where we were just really, like, stressed out for a good part of the week, and we were both really looking forward to going out for our drive. Mm -hmm. And we're driving along, and I don't remember what it is he said to me, but it really ticked me off. Oh, great. (laughs) So I got annoyed, and I responded back, and then he responded back to me, and before you know it, we're fighting. Mm -hmm. And then I sat there for a moment, and I thought to myself, you know, I teach this stuff to people. I ought to try to do some of it. And so I just took a couple of breaths, and I relaxed. And then I said something nice to him. And then he said something nice back to me. And then, again, I responded back nicely. And within a few moments we were having the kind of time together that, that we both wanted. I could tell you story upon story where this has happened with clients, where I've done this with my students. It absolutely works. Now, I have many women who will say to me, why do I always have to be the initiator? Oh, yeah. And my, my answer to them is, well, you can think of it that way, or you could realize how empowered you are. Mm-hmm. Because at any given moment, you can change it. I was just working with a client right before we started speaking. And she was talking about the fact that, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. And 
um, her children are coming. And, and there's been a lot of difficulty um, with her children because of perhaps not, not the best parenting she could have done when she was raising them, but be, there was a lot of issues. It, it, it was understandable. And so her 50-year-old daughter is still complaining. Oh, awful. And she said, you know, how do I respond? And I said, when she complains, say to her, you know, I really get it, and I, I really understand. And if I knew then what I knew now, I would have done it differently. But I understand your pain. That's a great response. And mm. I said to her, don't try to explain what you did. Mm-hmm. Don't try to justify it, because the more you justify it, the more that she's going to tell you why it wasn't that way. And she looked at me, and she said, oh. Because I said, that'll, that'll not only stop it, but it validates her, and it heals it. Mm-hmm. And shows empathy. And... That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you see, when you, the way you respond can make all the difference in the world in the way that somebody else will react to you. I also think humor, finding the lighter side of something, instead of being critical and saying, you know, that garbage is overflowing in the kitchen. It's going to attack us. You know, I mean, something, humor is so much better than this constant nagging. Love it. Love it. Humor is a great stress buster. Yes. Yes. And then you're actually modeling that to your kids. Because yes. my kids, I, I have two girls, and sometimes I feel like a nag with stuff, and then I try to find the lighter side to things, you know, deadpan humor, st- acting silly, uh, yes. you know, it just helps. Yes, absolutely. And because what happens is that without us even realizing it later in life, we act on what I call autopilot. Mm-hmm. We've learned things early in life, certain patterns in life, much of which is picked up based on what we see modeled for us. And we just keep doing the same thing over and over again without even realizing what we're doing. So our best teachers um, are what we have seen modeled by our parents. And if we can, as parents, act a certain way, not what we tell our children, but what we demonstrate to our children, that will be a wonderful way to really set the stage properly. If you want your kids to be charitable, mm-hmm. don't tell them about it. Be charitable. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think humor is terrific. It is, it is. Um, and now I want to talk about your book because you just came out with this book, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Yeah, I didn't just come out with oh, it, okay. but um, the the second edition, um, you know, obviously is second edition, mm-hmm. Um it's a book that talks about that concept we would, I was just mentioning, Jane Ann, about um, autopilot. Again, when we're kids, we um, learn certain patterns to please our parents because they're the ones with the goodies. They've got the love. They've got the attention. And so whatever's going on in our home is um, the only thing we know, and we want to please our parents. So... We learn these things, and then we just continue to do it right into our adulthood. Um, And it's the way we come to see the world. So as a concrete example, if um, as a child there was a situation where, let's say, unfortunately, um, you had an ill parent, you learned to be a caretaker, Mm -hmm. um, you will continue to be a caretaker the rest of your life. 
even if it doesn't serve you anymore. So I had a client who came in and told me that um, she was a really, really good girlfriend, and she couldn't understand why none of the guys that she was with ever committed to being, you know, a boyfriend. Well, the truth of the matter is, as we spoke about it, she was too good of a girlfriend. She was always ah. doing for them, and she ended up being more of a mother to Mothering. them than a girlfriend. And we discovered it was because, as a child, she, in fact, was the caretaker mm-hmm. uh, to her ill mother. Anyway, the point is that we do this on autopilot, and there are ways to become aware of these patterns that we're doing that aren't serving us, and what's even more promising, there are ways to change them. So in the book, I offer people lots and lots of exercises that allow us to actually create new brain connections so that we're no longer living on autopilot. Now, what happens is that before we do this, our emotions um, sort of always um, are the ones that are in charge. You cannot think clearly when our emotions are in charge. So, for instance, um, people who have test anxiety, Mm -hmm. they know the material, but then they get so anxious that they can't perform well or somebody who's in love and have the love goggles on. Yes. You know, they're not making clear choices. Everybody else sees, you know, why are you marrying this person? They're clearly not a good choice. But when you're, you know, feeling the love, you don't see all those things. Um, So when you're not emotional, you can live at choice. Mm -hmm. You can think things through quick, you know, uh, quickly and certainly much more, um, precisely as to what will be the better choice for you, um, and not just do things because it's a, uh, a pattern that you've learned. So what are some, you want to share a couple little techniques that are in the book, a little teaser? Yeah, one of uh, the techniques is uh, free association writing, uh, which is where you write as fast as you can, um, and um, you don't pick up your pen. Um, because the idea here is that we don't want you to think. We want you to emotionally purge whatever it is, it is that is upsetting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the idea is to get past the thinking component and release what is emotionally in you. Um, you know, so much of the therapy that people go to is talk therapy, where you come to understand your problems, you gain insight, which is tremendously helpful. But what happens is a lot of the hurts that we've had, a lot of the emotional wounds that we've had, literally stays in our body. There are stress hormones that stay in our bodies. So you come to these great insights, then you go out into the world, somebody says something that triggers you, and without you realizing it, now you're reacting. Yes, that's so true. Okay, and, and so it's going to, the emotion is going to override, override the clear thinking. Okay, so by having um, an upset and writing about it as fast as you can, you release the emotion, and then you can be more clear thinking. It's almost like, excuse me a second, when you write somebody a letter, you're really angry, and you write them a letter, and then you put it away, and then you yes. go back, reread it, and you go, I don't need to mail that. Exactly, and please... Do that. Do not hit the send button. No. It's a great exercise, but do not hit the send button. Yes. You know, 
um, you know, it's, it's very interesting because a lot of therapists will say, if somebody has hurt you, you go and you tell them. And I don't recommend that because if you are confronting somebody who has upset you, if they haven't, if that person hasn't done their work, there's a real good chance that they're going to come back at you in the same way that they have victimized you the first time. Mm-hmm. And so it's just not going to go well. You're going to be re-victimized. And in order to heal yourself, you don't have to confront the person who hurt you. What That's you have true. to do is your own work. That's so true. That's so true. And we also don't give people the benefit of the doubt. My husband always gives me this great example where, you know, you call somebody, they don't call you back. You send an email, they don't respond. or. And maybe they had something going on. Absolutely. And we, Absolutely. we come up with this whole scenario that, oh, they don't like me, they hate me, they this. Right. right. What did I do? You know. Yeah. And how about the fact that the email could have been in your spam folder? Correct. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they never read the it. Other, yeah. The other major tool is visualization. Um, and, and I can't really go into detail about it now, but basically the idea is that the brain cannot tell the difference between reality and what you're visualizing. But there's a lot of healing work that can be done through visualizations. And I'll just quickly say that if you want to visualize punching somebody out, mm-hmm. you will be as satisfied with doing it in a visualization as you would in actually punching them out and in a lot less trouble. That's true. Yeah. I've gone like swimming or to the gym and let it out there. Yeah. You yeah, know. absolutely. So, so that's what the book is about, oh, helping good. people to um, make these new connections, rewrite their history, so to speak. You cannot change what has happened to you. The facts are the facts, but there's no more emotional energy around it. Now, I, on your website, you've got all kinds of great things. You want to just give me a quick little synopsis, and then um, we have to wrap up and you throw out your website. The website is drkarensherman.com, D-R-K-A-R-E-N. S-H-E-R-M-A-N.com. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a whole bunch of tools, being monthly newsletter, um, a 21-day um, uh, e-course on getting the relationship back on track. And for me, I am very, very impassioned about helping people have the relationship they want with themselves and with others. Mm-hmm. And what's your take on technology and how that impacts relationships? I think that it is a great distractor that disconnects people. Um, I think there's room for it a lot of times, you know, if you use it properly for, Mm -hmm. like, uh, remembering to say, I love you or I'm thinking about you. But there's a time and place for it. Especially around the holidays, I think it's time to disconnect. Yes. And reconnect with everybody. Yeah, maybe we should have a thing when you walk in the door, leave it, leave the uh, iPhones uh, in a basket I agree. while we have dinner. I agree. I did that. I had some of my daughter's friends over, and we left the phones at the door. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Karen Sherman. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Happy, Thanks for having me on. Happy Thanksgiving. How cold is it there on the East Coast? Oh, it's cold. I, my dad's in Connecticut. I'm hearing the same story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Are you in Manhattan? Or are you? Uh, I'm on Long Island. Long Island. Okay. I grew up in Woodbury as well. Ah, right next door. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Well, stay warm. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know if you celebrate Hanukkah, but happy Hanukkah Thank if you. you do. The last thing I want to tell yes. people is at the end of the day, if you're even with this quirky family, mm-hmm. at least you're with family. That's so true. be grateful for that. That's true. We're not perfect. Nobody's That's perfect. That's right. Well, have a wonderful holiday, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
That was Karen, Dr. Karen Sherman. If you want more information about her, you can visit her web- website at drkarensherman.com. And if you missed any part of the conversation on this morning's Get the Funk Out show, it'll be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org in just a little bit. And up next, after we take a quick break, we're going to have Joe Cipriano. And you've probably heard him on a lot of shows on CBS and all kinds of amazing things he's done. Um, so that'll, that's coming up in just a few minutes. And if you want to visit his website before we come on, it's joecipriano.com. <laughs> 